Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Falling in love is the best feeling in the world. You see stars, you feel giddy, but sometimes that makes you do crazy things. And sometimes that means murder. Just because a story starts out with Once Upon a Time doesn't mean it ends happily ever after. Welcome to Crazy in Love, a production of KT Studios and iHeartRadio. Today's guests are crime producers Jeff Shane and Chris Graves, joined by true crime expert Leah Lamar. Leah is a writer, actress, producer, director, stand-up comedian, and clubhouse app influencer. She also hosts the iHeartMedia podcast, Real Time Crime with Teddy Mellencamp, available now. You can find her on Instagram at Leah Lamar. Episode 16, The Case of the Love Triangle, The Ladies' Man, and The Deadly Loan. In the mid-2000s in Mississippi lived Avis Banks and Carla Hughes. With so many similarities in any other circumstance, the two women could have been friends. Avis Banks was the middle of three sisters. Despite coming from humble beginnings, Avis had dreams of being a teacher and owning her own daycare. She was the first in her family to go to college where she graduated cum laude. 
People who knew Avis described her as smart and beautiful. Like Avis, Carla was an incredibly driven and gifted student. She was on the honor roll, student council, the cheerleading squad. She played in the school band and participated in beauty pageants where she won multiple crowns. Friends described her as happy and bubbly, an eternal cheerleader. She too had aspirations of becoming a teacher. So how did these two women with such bright futures and so much in common end up intersecting in tragedy? Enter Keon Pittman. Keon was Avis's fiance and Carla's closest friend. Here's Chris. In 2006, Avis and Keon, you know, they're dating and they find out that they're pregnant. Because Avis came from strict parents, she was nervous to tell them that she was having a baby out of wedlock. So the couple got engaged. They were planning to get married in January 2007, right before the baby was due in February. Avis is 27 years old, so, you know, she's still in her 20s. Keon moved them from their small apartment to a house in the suburbs because they've got the expecting family. Yeah, and Chris, while all that was happening in the spring of 2006 when she was 25, Carla took a job at Chestate Middle School as a language arts teacher. And this was really her dream job. It was a good town, a good position, and she was really excited about the job. So much so that she scrambled to make the move into an apartment in a bad part of town, which she told her family was just temporary till she could get a better place, which really just speaks to how excited she was to make this move. When school started, she did really well, uh, which is a surprise to no one. She was everyone's favorite teacher. Even students who weren't hers loved her the most. And Leah, do you know how Carla and Keon ended up intersecting? Because Carla was new in town and she didn't know anyone, naturally she started to form friendships at school where she met Keon. So at 31, Keon was a math and science teacher. He was also a basketball coach at school and he was super popular amongst the teachers as well. They spent a lot of time together at school and she would also sometimes visit him at a Tex-Mex restaurant where he tended bar at night. So. At one point, they became so close that Carla brought Keon home to meet her parents. But by all accounts, it was honestly very strictly platonic. And Carla told people that Keon's fiance, Avis, knew all about her and absolutely supported their friendship. So this is kind of an interesting start. There are a lot of similarities between Carla and Avis, Keon's fiance. Yeah, it definitely seems like maybe Keon has a type. You know, he likes a driven woman who also works in education. It seems to me that, like, the idea that they were platonic is hard to believe. What do you guys think? He has a type, clearly. I think that if you're spending that much time with someone and you're introducing them to your parents, you're obsessed with them. You're in love. You're hoping this is the one. That's just my opinion. Right. I've never introduced someone who's not someone I'm romantically interested in to my family, certainly. And I wouldn't drive them home to meet my parents. If I'm introducing my family, I'm in love with you. That being said, Carla was new in town and was maybe desperate to make any sort of connection, whether it be male or female. And she just so happened to become friends with Keon. And because she didn't know anyone else, she really put a lot of weight into that friendship or relationship. I think feelings naturally grow if you are of the opposite sex and you're spending a lot of time together. And if it's not feelings that you've had the thought, you've had the thought of, should I date this person? Should I kiss this person? Should I marry this person and spend the rest of my life making them miserable? You know, at least I've had those thoughts. It would be hard not to, yeah. On November 29th, 2006, Avis went to her job at the daycare. 
It was an especially busy day with more kids than usual, so she had to work two hours late. At 5.15 p.m., she was exhausted. She called Kian on her way home and told him she didn't feel like dealing with dinner, so he said he would handle it. After teaching at school, Kian went to the grocery store and picked up supplies for dinner. He had to go back to school for basketball practice that evening, so he brought the food to Carla's to store it in her fridge. She lived much closer to school than Kian did, so it made sense to leave it there as opposed to letting it spoil in his car. After practice, Kian went back to Carla's and they chatted for about 45 minutes. Then he headed home. At 8.45 p.m. when he pulled into the driveway, he opened the garage and as he walked into the house, he made an alarming discovery. Laying by the door covered in blood was his fiancée, Avis. Panicked, he tried to shake her awake, even kissing her on the mouth, but it was all for naught. She appeared lifeless. Kian ran to his neighbor's house for help. The neighbor called 911. When police arrived, they saw the house had been ransacked. Police also confirmed what Kian had feared. Avis and her unborn child were dead. Someone had shot, stabbed, and slashed her throat. Here's Chris. That's a pretty brutal scene they're describing there. One thing that investigators do, I know from covering a lot of these cases, is especially when a place looks ransacked, they look for clues of whether stuff's actually gone, whether valuables are gone, because that's the true marker of a robbery. And one thing that caught their attention was that it looked ransacked, but nothing of value was really gone. The burglars, if they had been ones, left a DVD player, TV, the stereo, you know. So that's always a clue to them that something else might be going on. So they start kind of looking at the scene and it looks like a crime of passion. Those are usually ones that, you know, where it's the person's been killed in a very violent manner. Based on the evidence at the scene, the police thought that the weapon that was used might have been a five-shot revolver. And then the police were able to find one piece of evidence, which was a shoe print on a kicked-in door. As the fiancé and the person to find the body, he was immediately brought in for questioning. And then during the questioning, he actually didn't seem that upset the way that you would expect someone who just lost their fiancé and baby to be to be. He seemed apparently emotionless. And he was even angry that he was being suspected by the police. Despite no one even accusing him, he was super defensive and he denied having any involvement in the murder whatsoever. And that wasn't the only thing that made detectives look at Keon. As it turns out, the same neighbor who called 911 told detectives that Keon always came home and walked through the front door and he never used the garage. But on the night of the murder, he did go through the garage, which led police to believe that maybe he might have known there was a body there and he had to go find it in that way. Another thing that struck police as weird was that when he found Avis, instead of calling 911 on his cell phone, he called Carla. He told police this was because he was scared and panicked and asked her to come over to help him. And even if that were true, why not then call 911 after making this call to Carla, the police asked. He told them that he was worried the call would get rerouted, which would slow down police response. So instead he ran to a neighbor's, banged on the door and had them call 911. If you believe what Kiana is saying, he just found his fiance murdered in the garage. So he might be in shock, but I don't think if I were in shock that 
my first response would be to think about cell phone calls getting rerouted to various towers and think that that would slow down police. I think my first reaction would just be to like call 911 immediately. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think if I find a dead body, I'm not calling a friend. I'm pretty sure my friends can't help me if there's a dead body, that the people I should be calling are the hospital, 911, the police, anyone who can come and take care of an obvious crime scene. And I think the thing that's so interesting is that the staged crime scene, the faked break-in, you know, I know you guys are also true crime experts. So there are so many cases where they're, they find the body and there is some sort of staged break-in, which it's just like, yeah, the call's coming from inside the house. We know what's going on. This is an inside job. This isn't a random person It coming in to steal something and then it going sideways. And they're like, you know what? I'm actually just going to commit murder and not take anything. You know, that doesn't even add up. So I don't know why they would even bother with faking the burglary because it doesn't, unless they steal something. There was one thing that struck me odd about the story itself. He said that it was easier to put groceries in her apartment. I don't know what schools you guys have been in, but almost every teacher's lounge, and I'm assuming wherever he coached basketball from, there's generally refrigerators there. Like, wouldn't it make more sense to put it at the refrigerator at school? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the school has it or not, but that to me, I was like, when I read that out, I'm like, why are you putting it at a friend's house? Unless you went there to have part of your illicit affair. Well, the other thing is that he apparently never went through the garage door. He would always be through the front door. So it's almost as if he knew he was going to find the body. He just went straight for it. And I think that that makes him even guiltier in some respect. Is it always the boyfriend? Is it always the significant other? You know, in the, in the case of Scott Peterson and Lacey Peterson, yes. In the case of Gabby Petito, Brian Laundrie, yes. Is it always the case? No. However, they are the first person suspected. Right. And if, if we look at it with that lens, I mean... He finds her and he claims he's not sure what happened so much so that he kisses her. He tries to wake her up. So he thinks she might still be alive. He wastes valuable time then calling Carla and not using his cell phone to call 911 himself instead of running over to the neighbor. So at this point, he thinks she might still be alive and his first reaction is to call Carla. But also, I mean, the, the fact that he's kissing a body that is obviously in a pool of blood. I mean, if there was stab wounds, if it wasn't just gunshot, if there was more going on there, you know, like... If he'd said CPR, that's one thing. But yeah, you don't revive someone with a kiss. I honestly think the kiss on the lips is more indicative of guilt. It's almost like a, I'm so sorry, you know, and it's like, a, this is the last time I'll get to kiss this person sort of thing. Why would he even tell police that he did that? Because it's not like they were testing her lips for his DNA. I don't even think they could do that. It's just a weird detail to even include. Yeah, if he'd gotten her blood on his lips or somewhere and he thought they'd be testing, he maybe he was telling them that so they knew why, right? But he is a teacher, and generally, if it's a public school and whatever, I think, especially a coach, would probably have CPR training. Why? Because students have accidents, and if the nurse is too far away, you want the, the teacher to be able to do something about it, right? So his first instinct is a kiss and not CPR. It's insane. The next day, police showed up at Chastain Middle School to speak with Carla herself. 
At school, she told detectives about her close friendship with Keon, but adamantly denied anything romantic was going on. Wanting more information, she was asked to come to the station, which she agreed to. It was there that Carla's story changed. While she still corroborated Keon's story about the groceries and denied having anything to do with Avis's murder, Carla admitted that things were, in fact, physical with Keon. Take a listen to some of her interview. People may have saw us being affectionate towards each other, but at the most, they may have just saw a little kissing. But as far as just like this full out blown romantic love affair, that, that's not what it was. It really wasn't. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It seems to me like Keon and Carl are really having an affair. And it also seemed to be the worst kept secret at the middle school they worked at. They were using the students as messengers, you know, like we used to back in the day with notes and passing them. I mean, that's pretty terrible to include their students in that. And witnesses from school said that they'd been seen canoodling and cuddling around campus. People from the bar Keon worked at said they'd witnessed them full on making out. I mean, Jeff, I don't know what you make of that, but it sounds to me like there was probably more going on than even she told the police. Yeah. I mean, first off, changing your story is an immediate issue. And that always points to guilt that she automatically was not being forthcoming. It's a major red flag, I would say, for the investigation. But as it turns out, Keon was actually fooling around with a lot of different women. He was known as a ladies man who had multiple girlfriends, one of which was a 30-year-old woman named Brendan, who was a mother of a student on the basketball team that Keon coached. While all this should point to his guilt, it actually ended up helping him because Brenda would serve as an alibi for Keon. He was allegedly texting her during the entire basketball practice the night of the murder. It just appears that he got so lucky by being a ladies man that he was able to have an appropriate alibi for not being a murderer. Right, I mean, I think, well, we've seen that though, where just because he's a cheating, lying jerk doesn't necessarily make him a killer. No, but there should be a separate jail for people like that. I mean, it's crazy that they were so brazen about it, that it was like this worst kept secret at a middle school. It's not even a high school where these are, you know, closer to young adults. I mean, these are young kids who they were using in their affair, which is really uncool. I also wonder if the kid whose mom was having an affair with him knew that his mom was having an affair with his coach. I mean, that's pretty terrible, too. Yeah, that's an awful way to find out. That's why you're benched on varsity. I... Also, watching that interview felt really sick to my stomach, watching Carla just take random cell phone calls during her interrogation by the police, and she was so relaxed about it. You know, she was like, yeah, I told him, like, this isn't what this is. Like, we're not, like, we're not in love, basically. It's just, you know, it's not like that. We kind of know that she's lying because while she's telling police that they're not that serious, but we know that she took him home to her family. So it was at least serious enough that she wanted her parents to meet this guy. Yes. And that they had students corroborating in their rooms. So inappropriate. Yeah. But once again, at this point in the investigation, all of this just points to that they're all kind of jerks, not that anyone is potentially a killer. Days after the murder, police got a break in the case when a man came to them with a gun that he thought may have been involved with the murder. The man was Patrick Hughes, Carla's cousin. The gun was a five-shot revolver, the same type police suspected was used to kill Avis. Patrick told police that three days prior to the murder, Carla came to him in fear. She said she was afraid of crime in her neighborhood and wanted a gun for her own protection. Her cousin Patrick tried instead to give her mace, but Carla insisted on a gun, so he loaned her the revolver. 
He also gave Carla a hunting knife, just in case. Four days later, Carla returned the gun to her cousin. But a few things were missing. That hunting knife he loaned her was gone, and also missing from the gun were its five bullets. Patrick asked Carla what happened to the bullets, and Carla responded that she had gone target shooting. It was not lost on police that Carla had previously told them that she never carried or had access to a gun. Following this revelation, Carla was arrested and charged with two capital murder charges, one for Avis and the other for her unborn child. Here's Leah. Friends and family were shocked that sweet and driven Carla could have done this. Yeah, they were shocked, but the, so were the police, and the police were shocked enough that they served Carla with a warrant for her apartment when they searched and followed through with that search warrant, found a pair of shoes that matched the shoe print that they had found at Avis's house that had kicked in the door. The police were hoping Carla would turn on Keon once they confronted her with this evidence because they thought he was the real killer, but she never did. This is just one of those moments where part of me is thinking, was she manipulated into committing the murder by him? because he wanted to get out of the potential marriage and fatherhood and didn't want to have her baby and wanted to keep living this wild multiple girlfriend life or and he maybe he saw an opportunity because Carla was so in love with him or uh, it's just odd now having this information knowing that she was so cool calm and collected in the interrogation office and just taking cell phone calls it just points to so much guilt the ease of which she was lying is striking. Like she lied about the affair. She lied about having access to a gun. I wouldn't know she was lying had I not known she was lying. I think Keon, maybe maybe he manipulated her or maybe he knew that she wanted to be his only girlfriend. I don't know. But I do think he knew more than, than was being said. Well, he was with her before and after basketball practice. And so I think we can surmise that she, Davis was probably killed during the basketball practice if Carla was the one to pull the trigger. So what is basketball practice? An hour and a half. So that gives her a pretty small window to go do that. And then she saw him right after that. So you would think he might notice that she was maybe upset or nervous or something. Like if he knows her that well that he's having an affair with her, he might notice that she just killed someone. Don't you think, because we know that he went to the garage door instead of the front door where he normally walks in. Is there a possibility that exists that he was told the information by Carla after and they made the plan and he was like, okay, now that this is done, like, don't worry, no one will figure it out. Maybe after they took her in and, and charged her with two capital murder charges, maybe he even said, don't worry, like, I got your back sort of thing or whatever it is so that she would take all the heat. You know, I don't know if Carla and Peon corroborated on this or if she acted alone but I feel like he definitely knew yeah I think he knew I don't know to what extent his involvement actually is but I think he knew somehow I mean guilty as charged they found the pair of shoes in her house that matched the footprint on the door. I mean, the gun is missing five rounds of fire and the knife is gone. Oh, she was stabbed and shot. Hmm. On October 5th, 2009, the trial started and immediately prosecutors made it clear they would be seeking the death penalty for Carla. It's important to note that Keon was never charged with anything in connection to the murder. 
Throughout the trial, the courtroom was described as incredibly tense, with people either staunchly believing in Carla's guilt or her innocence. The judge even had sheriff deputies sitting at the end of each courtroom row to control emotional outbursts from both Avis and Carla's families. Despite having once been close friends and lovers, Keon became a star witness for the prosecution. In perhaps the most tense moment of the trial, Keon said his affair with Carla was just physical and meant nothing to him. All with Carla watching. Take a listen to some of Keon's testimony. Did you kill Avis Banks? No. No. Do you feel any responsibility for her death? <laughs> yes. Tell me how. If I would have stayed faithful to who I was with, uh, if I had been thinking poorly, making bad choices, or made a bad choice, to sleep around and flirt with other women. This chain of events would have never taken place. Oh man, I don't know if I would be able to just sit there and watch that as the person who was probably in actual love with him. You know, the prosecution painted Carla as a jealous and scheming mistress. They said that they were able to show her cell phone records, placing her within 25 miles of Avis's home the night of the murder between 5.30 to 6. The cell phone records show that Keon was where he said he had been that night between the school, the grocery store, basketball practice, and Carla's apartment. On the other side, the defense pointed the finger at Keon, calling him a womanizer who didn't want to have the baby that Avis was having. He had the motive, they were saying, the prosecution was saying, and the opportunity to kill his fiance. The defense pointed out that his house was close enough to the school he could have killed Avis before practice and still made it back without raising any concern. He also had been at Carla's house. He had access to that gun and those shoes. Because he'd been at Carla's house, he wore the same size as Carla, which is a women's 10, and could have taken her shoes. To frame her, the defense also brought up that it was well known that Keon had borrowed Carla's shoes before in the past. Let's stop here for another quick break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. So there were some things that neither the defense nor the prosecution could really explain. One of them was that Carla never had any gunpowder on her hands, but Keon did. So that is weird and it definitely points the finger at Keon, but the prosecution had an expert testify that the gun from Carla's cousin was 100% the murder weapon. We seemingly know for sure that the gun Carla got from her cousin was used to kill Avis. The question is, who was the one who fired it? I think the other thing that's interesting is, is it possible he loaded the gun? Is it possible that he actually is the murderer? Yeah, I mean, it seems to me, you know, now in our culture, have look at how, you know, women, we're kind of realizing how women are treated. This idea that she's painted as like, kind of like the jealous scheming mistress who would do anything to get her man. Like that seems to me a little unfair to paint her in that way. Obviously she was involved potentially in some way in this murder. It 100% could have been him, he could have been he could have been the one to ask her to get the weapons because it does frame her completely. And I think it's so interesting that he had gunpowder on his hands, she never did, and that it's something no one could explain. Why didn't they figure out how to explain it? Why is that something that was just somehow overlooked? If you look at Keon and he has a history of being uh, having several girlfriends, which to me says he knows how to manipulate people. He also knows how to weave a, a story or a lie around 
where he's been or who he's been with or who that other person is if somebody runs into them or how to keep things separate. And he knows how to figure out an alibi because cheaters need alibis for the people that are accusing them of cheating, right? Not the cops. I'm talking about all the other women they're, they're messing around with, right? It's interesting because if you really like someone and they're pulling away or breadcrumbing you or not giving you enough attention, you might do whatever they say just so that they stay or that you like them or you get desperate or whatever it is. And maybe this is a point of desperation. But on the other hand, it also seems clear that this could have been a complete setup. And it was his way of getting out of all of the relationships. Actually, both Avis and Carla seem very bright young women, as we learned. And, you know, for Carla to get herself into that situation, and she's guilty of at least knowing about it and helping, if not committing it. This is just so tragic. You know, no one deserves this kind of death. I really can't decide in my mind what I think actually happened. After just eight hours of deliberation, the jury found Carla guilty on all counts. Instead of the death penalty, Carla was handed two life sentences. When the verdict was read, she collapsed, crying hysterically. Following the trial, Keon left Mississippi and later married. Carla has since been denied a new trial. Shameless plug. If you're enjoying Crazy in Love, leave us a review. To view our recent documentary, Murdered and Missing in Montana, you'll find it streaming now on Peacock. Follow us on Instagram at KT underscore studios. Crazy in Love is produced by Stephanie Lidecker, Jeff Shane, Chris Graves, and me, Courtney Armstrong. Editing and sound design by Jeff Twa. Crazy in Love is a production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Stay safe, lovers. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. 